welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, the host, and I take you on the journey of my own trauma healing and share real, raw, and authentic life situations. My mission is to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to start a self-healing journey, build healthy habits and create a life you love. If you haven't already, click the follow button and leave a review. Also check out my website, habitsyoulove.com, where you can find even more resources, healing practices, and support. Now let's get to the episode. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Habits You Love. Okay, I realized something in the last week. A lot of my episodes lately have really been more on the serious side, on like mental health, mental tips, emotional wellness, all the things. So I'm just realized that I need to switch it up a little bit. So that's what I'm doing this week. Even my last episode, I could tell after going back and listening to it that it was just time for a mix up in my content. So I need to throw in some lighter things, but you know, what this podcast and my brand really comes down to is your daily habits, the daily choices you're making, and everything I talk about and have talked about boils down to essentially choices, mentally and physically. And trying to help you understand yourself, essentially, so you can start to make better decisions, so you can finally have, dun dun dun, drum roll please, habits you love, which is where my brand comes from. I think a lot of people don't love their habits. I think they would change a lot of things of what they do in their daily activity, even if they don't want to admit it. I think deep down, they really wish that they could change a lot of things. So I think everyone at least wants to change one habit, right? So maybe you're listening to this, like what is one habit that you would change if you could snap your fingers or blink your eyes and it was gone tomorrow? What would that habit be? What would you like to either cut out entirely or just replace it with something better? Um, How can we change most of your choices and your habits and your decisions to where they are pointing towards your best, most authentic, healthiest version of you possible, right? Because if you really think about it, the choices you're making are just leading you down a path and that path has a destination or how you are as a person or where you're going in life. And if you just simply change course, If you change your path by your habits and your decisions and your choices, you can become an entirely different person. But all it takes is that one decision to turn the other way go a different direction and start with one habit that you want to change. But at the end of the day, it's really not enough to just change one habit. We all have a few habits that we need to change, right? The direction of them. So again, those choices are leading you down a different path. We need to be conscious of our actions, starting with our thoughts. We have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. I know you're not going to be able to manage all of them, but you have to see the repetitive pattern of your thoughts 
start to change those and start. And I think I've given, you know, a lot of tips to help with that and help control those. Um, so we got to start with our thoughts first, first and foremost. So then getting those thoughts out through journaling, which is one thing that I really like to do. I have said multiple times, I feel like my head is just this big tornado filled with stuff and journaling really helps clear my mind. That's why I do it at the beginning of the day when I first wake up because it just like clears my mind. It sets the tone for the day. So that's really how I manage my thoughts or through meditation. Meditation is really sitting with your thoughts, being aware of your thoughts and trying to sit with them and be okay with them and just understanding that you're not your thoughts. So I do love meditation as well. I don't do it as much as journaling, but I do love it. I can physically tell when I need to stop what I'm doing and do a meditation, even for 10 minutes. I really don't do any long ones. Five, 10 minutes at most is the only way that I will do a meditation. And that's just like sitting down, taking a deep breath, being in silence, no distractions, and just letting my thoughts just kind of dissipate. Then maybe working out. Maybe working out, you release these emotions and these thoughts, your anger, your stress, your frustration, whatever it may be. That's definitely going to be the way better choice than, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Like there's times where I'm stressed or I'm frustrated and I want to sit on the couch and eat bad food and watch TV. And that's okay sometimes, but I would say that's not, that should not be the main outlet of your emotions. So that's also a healthy decision working out. And then lastly, we need to nourish our bodies. So putting the best possible things in your body, but you have to understand what the best things are and how to structure what this looks like for you, how you eat your meals and your snacks throughout the day. So you are actually helping your body and not hindering it. So today's episode, we're going back to my expertise. We're taking a break from all the material, all the mental tips that I've been giving and let's break down some practical things that you can do today and see results today. Because unlike emotional work, that takes time and you will see and feel the effects over time, but you have to eat, you have to nourish your body. It's a non-negotiable. So we're going to talk about nutrition today because this is what I've been doing the last almost eight years. So let's break down the best way to do this, to nourish your body give it what it needs and what it's designed for. And if you implement these tips, I promise you will see and feel a difference almost immediately. This is no waiting game here. This isn't starting therapy or starting to try to do all the self-care practices. It's if you implement this starting tomorrow for one week, you will see and feel a difference, no doubt. So if you don't know this about me, I've been a health and fitness expert expert for almost eight years. I have coached hundreds of women personally and thousands through my group coaching. So I have personal trained in multiple cities and I also do fitness modeling. So health and fitness, wellness, holistic health has been my forte almost for eight years. And I absolutely love it. I obviously practice what I preach, which I think is super important. And I just want to get this information out to the masses, which is why earlier this year, I knew I wanted 
wanted to get this valuable information and get it in the hands of more people, more so away from just private coaching or group coaching and actually help a lot more people. So I was like, okay, how can I do this? So I decided to hire a coach to help me with putting my coaching into a course that you can actually sign up for and go through and you like complete this course. So it's super, super valuable and life-changing and you have it for a lifetime. And this is the information that I've coached women through, which is essentially condensed down into like three or four main things that you need to know. There is absolutely no fluff involved. There's already so much freaking fluff out there on the internet and obviously weight loss, fat loss, you know, women feeling confident in their bodies is something everyone wants. So after years and years of experience, I really gathered the main information and the main questions that I was getting asked over and over and over and over. So my coaching and course is comprised of, like I said, three to four main topics that people were just very confused about, like did not understand, but yet really needed to know. And listen, this isn't rocket science and I'm not saying I'm smarter than anyone else. There is a ton of stuff that I do not know in this world. And if I wanted to know it, guess what? I would go out and I would find the person that had this information and I would hire them and I would say, tell me everything you know. I need to know about this, whatever that topic may be, right? But everything just sounds intimidating and sounds hard until you realize that it's really not. And food is no different. Food and nutrition is honestly very, 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 very simple. But over time, we've made it very complicated. And especially all of these companies out here that they don't care what happens to you. They just want to make money. So they will confuse the crap out of you or make you think that what you're doing is actually the healthy choice. And they don't care if you gain weight and you can't figure out why, or if you start to mess up your hormones, or if you start breaking out or any of the things, they do not care. They are not in the service of you. They are in the service of themselves and how much money they can put in their pockets. So again, nutrition is not hard. It's actually very, very, very simple, but everything on the internet makes it seem hard, makes it sound intimidating, and it's really not. So I really break it down into very simple explanations. I have heard people say how well I explain things, how easy I made it for them to understand, because I really do break it down into like kindergarten style explanation. If you really want to try to explain something to someone that, you know, is clueless about something, explain it to them as if you are talking to a child because that's exactly what I do. And that's like how I need information given to me as well. I'm a very visual person. I'm not like a read this textbook and you'll understand everything. I'm very hands-on. I need things broken down for me and, you know, a good visual example to know something. So just a little background on that. (laughs) I break it down very, very simple for you guys. So the course's name is called Fat Loss for Good because, well, it says it in the name. This is exactly what you will get. Fat Loss for Good 
easily and effortlessly. I'm going to link the course in the show notes, obviously, as well. So you can scroll down for that. So check that out after this episode. If you want to learn a little more, get a program to follow in detail and become more knowledgeable and confident in not only your fat loss goals, but yourself too, your confidence in what you're doing. I think that's the biggest thing women want is they want to feel confident going into making a decision, right? Most of the time I would say we go into a decision and we're like, oh, it's about 50-50 here. I don't really know. Maybe this one will work. Um, I'm just going to go with this one. It sounds it sounds better. So this is definitely going to give you confidence, whether you're eating at the house, whether you're eating out for lunch at work, or if you are out with friends in a social setting, you're going to feel confident and knowing, okay, I know exactly what to do that will help my body, that will not steer me from my goals that will actually get me closer to my goals. And I'm going to walk away with pride and feel proud that I made those decisions, right? So this episode is dedicated to two things, (laughs) literally two things. It's the two main things that I've said over and over and over. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to be inserting clips, which is what you'll hear next, directly from my course. So my entire course is is video lessons and they are short and sweet. They are super digestible. They make sense. I use a lot of analogies, a lot of metaphors, and I really take you through the entire journey of, all right, we're breaking down all the fluff and do not worry about that, 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 or that. Like this this is just the actual things you need to know. And there's modules in there and then there are lessons in each module. So for instance, the main nutrition modules are called making food makes sense. Food is medicine and then toxic free living. So those are the main nutrition modules. And then inside the modules, there's a lot of videos. And like I said, these aren't like hour long videos. I think maybe the longest one is maybe 10 minutes. But like I said, you'll walk away being like, oh my God. God, like that makes so much sense. And no one's ever described it like that to me before. So I really have full confidence if anyone that goes through this course, they'll come out with a better understanding of even the next decision they make. They'll be like, okay, I know exactly what to do. And I know exactly what's going to happen when I do it, good or bad. So that leaves me with the following clip. This is about a six minute video. And it's again, directly from one of the lessons in my course. So this is going to be called the top things I see women doing wrong when it comes to weight loss. All right, let's get started with the main thing that I see people doing wrong, women doing wrong when it comes to weight loss. I always ask my clients, future clients, a questionnaire, get to know them a little bit. I get to know their diet regimen, their workout regimen, their um, goals, their daily activity, what they do for our job. Are they up and around? Are they at a desk all day? Three to five small goals, um, why they feel that they're not hitting their goals, all the things. 99.9% of the time, (laughs) this is what I see women doing wrong when it comes to their weight loss. So Number one, protein deficient. No woman in the history of ever, unless they know the importance of protein, has enough protein. Protein is so important, you guys. So, so, so important. It does a multitude of things. It increases your metabolic rate, which therefore speeds up your metabolism. It burns fat and calories around the clock. It balances hormones, keeps you fuller longer, which goes in part with another, with a hormone, your uh, satiety hormone, your leptin hormone, your ghrelin hormone, um, keeps those in balance. So you are not as hungry as often, and then you feel fuller when you do eat. So 
you're not having like the hangries every couple hours. What else does it do? It, like I said, balances hormones. It cuts late night snacking by like 60% by increasing protein. So protein is so important. What I see a lot of women do, they message me their questionnaire. I have like one egg and half an avocado and some toast, or I have um, like half a cup of oatmeal, or I'll just skip breakfast altogether and have coffee with loaded uh, sugar and creamer. Um, or I'll have like a granola bar, I have a protein bar. No, that is not enough. The very first meal that you have when upon waking, whether you're going to intermittent fast or eat right when you wake up, it is very important that your first meal is so nourishing and packed with protein because that will actually start your body for the day. A couple of analogies I like to use with protein. Your body is like a car and protein is the gas for your car. But this particular car needs gas about every two or three hours while it's driving or it will break down on the side of the road. Protein is the gas for your body. And if you are not giving it enough, all your car is going to do is pitter patter and it's going to pull over and have to break down on the side of the road. That is what protein does for your body. It keeps your body burning, burning, burning. It fires up your muscles, makes your muscles jiggle and burn fat all day long. So if you're not having enough, you're never firing up your body enough to have food work for you. So you're just ingesting calories. They're either like storing or sitting there or not doing anything. You're just like eating and then going and sitting at your desk and you're just ingesting and storing these calories. Whereas if you are having a clean, nourishing, whole food, high protein breakfast, your body's like, oh my gosh, okay, we're going and we're going for the day. Um, another analogy I like to use is protein is like the, the game at the fair where you have the huge hammer and you slam it and the light goes up and the thing goes off at the top. That is like how the how protein is, like um, why you need to be getting like a set amount each meal. You don't have to be perfect when it comes to your numbers, but if you're not getting enough, you're going to hit that hammer. It's going to go woo, 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 halfway to the top and then wah, 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 and like go back down and nothing happens. Whereas if you hit the top and the light is dinging and the bells are going off, that means you have fired up your body for the day and your metabolism starts to go. So protein deficiency is definitely a number one thing that I see women doing wrong. When it comes to weight loss, they don't have enough and they don't have enough of the right clean source. So very important to do that. And you'll learn a lot. You'll learn that along the way. Um, number two, they want to have their cake and eat it too. Quite literally, but also not literally. I mean, don't we all want cake all, all day long? But what this means is that like, they're not willing to be dedicated enough to like cut, go back to the basics of food and nutrition and like eat those really clean, basic foods. They want to be like, well, I really love a pizza. So like what I'm going to do is I'm going to get like a gluten-free crust and a low sugar marinara and a fat-free cheese and a fat-free pepperoni, but I'm making a healthy decision because like, you know, it's all like gluten-free and like low fat, right? Like that's going to give me results. Not necessarily. So like we can't be trying to just always find the healthier version of the foods that you love. We have to actually be eating healthy, not healthier, healthy. So that's the number two thing I see women doing wrong. They want to have their cake and eat it they don't really want to dedicate to get the results that they want. So that's number two. Um, there is a number three. I would say a number three biggest thing is, which those are top two. Number three is not eating enough. Okay. <laughs> Lower calorie, not having a lot of calories is not the way to weight loss. Maybe in the short term, the very short term, but you are damaging your body way more in the long run. It's going to be so much harder to come back and reverse all the damage that you did. So we need to be having enough food. Another analogy, I like to talk in analogy, as I told you, I'm very like simple, very broken down here. Um, your body is like your bank account. Okay. So if you do not have a lot of money in your bank account, chances are 
what are you going to do? You're going to save. You're going to not spend. You're going to be safe. <laughs> you're not going to like, you're going to hold on to it as much as possible, right? Cause like, I don't have a lot of money. I don't know where the next dollar is going to come from. And so I like have to store this like a squirrel with nuts. Like, you know, you just want to hold on to it. Same thing happens to your body if there's not enough calories. So if you're not giving it your body enough calories, your body freaks out and it's like, well, I don't trust that she's going to give me enough that I need. And I need food as energy. You guys, food is energy. It's fuel for your body. And so if you're not giving it enough, what's your body going to do? Going to hold on to the calories and fats and it's going to hold on and store it until you start to give it enough until you you can train your body to trust you that you're going to give it enough food. And that's whenever it will start to release it. It'll start to burn it off. It'll start to spend, so to speak. So your body is like your bank account. The more money you have in your bank account, the more you can spend, right? Well, the more calories you give your body, the more your body is going to burn off what you're giving it because it knows you will give it more. Here is the clip from my fat loss for good course about the importance of protein. Okay, so let's tackle the um, main issue I see with women, the protein, the protein deficiency. So you're probably wondering like, okay, Kayla, well, what should I eat? What's protein? What should I be having? Well, first, let me go through why protein is so important. I've already mentioned a couple of things, but I want to go a little bit more into detail. So protein reduces appetite and you'll eat less calories. So good sources of protein can reduce hunger and appetite, which leads to intaking less calories, like I said. So protein keeps you fuller longer. So it also doesn't make you as hungry. So if you're having a sufficient amount of protein in your diet, you'll eat at like a regular time. You won't ever have that like super starving feeling where you're like, oh my God, I ate, I ate an hour ago, but I'm starving again. So that's what protein does. Keeps you fuller longer and you don't have to eat as much. So you'll, you'll intake less calories because you don't have the hangry feeling. You won't go on a binge, you won't go on a bender because you have your blood sugar levels are balanced. Your hormones are balanced and you're just like eating sporadically throughout the day and you feel fine. So that's that regulates hormones. Like I said, your leptin and your ghrelin hormones. So those are responsible responsible for your appetite and your uh, satiety. So same thing as I just said. Um, and those are the two hormones associated with it, leptin and ghrelin. And um, they, like I said, they'll be more balanced. So when they're off, that again, it just means you're hungrier more and you're not as satisfied when you eat. So that's what, um, how they regulate your hormones. Burns calories around the clock. A high protein diet has been shown to boost metabolism, increase the amount of calories burned. Even during sleep, it can increase the amount of calories burned by up to 80 to 100 per day or even 260 per day. Um, reduce late night snacking, like I said. So high protein diet will reduce your obsessive thoughts about food and your desire to late night snack. Um, in a study, if you increase your protein by 25%, it's been shown to cut back on late night snacking by 60%. So, um, helps prevent weight gain. So protein reduces calories in and boosts calories out. Like I said, you're not eating as much, but you're also burning fat around the clock. So you're less calories in, more calories out. High protein intake is associated with less belly fat. A modest increase in protein intake reduces weight regain after weight loss by 50%. Super important. Prevents muscle loss. So when you have more muscle, your metabolic rate is high and you have less fat. You, you can't have 
have like 50% muscle and 50% fat. I mean, it's just not how it works. Like you, you usually have more muscle, you know, usually someone's body fat percentage is 20, 30, 40%. So the more you start to gain muscle, which from protein, the less body fat you will have. So losing muscle is a side of a side effect of losing weight when you really only want to lose body fat. So eating a sufficient amount of protein can reduce your muscle loss and keep your metabolic rate higher. So a couple of examples, protein, rich foods, chicken, turkey, lean beef, pork, bison, fish, salmon, shrimp, trout, tuna, eggs, dairy, cheese, yogurt, um, milks, uh, beans, chickpeas, lentils. So I have I'll have a full food chart facts for you of what to choose from when it comes to protein. And when I say protein, I do not mean protein bars. I do not mean anything other than what it is. Protein, a chicken breast, beef, bacon, <laughs> like nothing like, oh, well that um, granola says it has protein. Like there's like Nature Valley literally has a granola and it's like protein granola. So they know what to do to get you guys. Like, I think everyone generally knows the word protein. They know protein is important and marketing companies know that. So they will slap the word protein on anything they can in the biggest, boldest letters to get you to be like, oh, it has protein. It's totally fine. I'm going to burn fat. I'm going to progress my body forward. And that's not always the case. We need lean sources of protein, clean sources of protein, nourishing. I just had a protein shake and I'll get more into this. Protein shakes are good. They're a good way and a cheap way to get your meals in and they're really high protein and really low calorie. They're really lean. So nothing wrong with that. A protein bar has about mm, like 30 other calories, like a bunch of fillers, sugars, gums, anything they can make it compact to make it intact so you can actually eat it. So when I say protein, I mean lean sources of protein. My go-tos are eggs, egg whites, chicken, um, lean turkey, filet, lots of fish, salmon, um, cottage cheese. If you have dairy, I don't do dairy as much anymore because it doesn't really go well with my body, unfortunately, but like cottage cheese, Greek yogurt, anything like that. So that is what protein does for your body. And here is the clip from my fat loss for good course about how much you should be eating for fat burning. Eating to burn fat all day long. So I said a lot of things about protein, not healthy fats, and about carbs. So how do we put this all together and be like, Kayla, what do I eat to burn fat all day long? So we know that um, we need a high protein because of all the amazing benefits that protein has to offer. We know we need to remove the presence of insulin as much as possible. So we need to not be eating those starchy carbs, starchy vegetables, sugar, anything that spikes your blood sugar very quickly. So we need to learn about the GI index. So GI index is the glycemic index and um, the food has a rating 55 and under. If that number is associated with a food, that means it doesn't spike your blood sugar quickly. Okay. So it doesn't spike your blood sugar very much. So all the fibrous carbs that you're going to get a list of, those are a 15 GI. And that means it's so low on the GI index. It does not affect your blood sugar like hardly at all. Okay. So 55 to like 72, 73, can't remember, um, is a medium. So it's like, like, you know, have them in moderation. Just don't, you know, go overboard. Um, those are the things that spike your blood sugar fairly quickly and then, and then, um, bring it back down in the red zone or anything like 75 and above. And those are the things that are going to spike your blood sugar very, very quickly. Um, and so we just want to stay in those. So you'll get a list of all the green options, yellow options, red options. And like, so if we're just 
staying away from the red options as much as possible. And again, I don't want to demoralize any food because no food is ever like good or bad. It's just like what it's going to do to your body and you make an informed decision. So if you're like, I mean, I have cheat meals all the time, but like, I know that I'm having a cheat meal. And so then I'm like, well, I had a, I had a, a starchy carb last night. I'm not going to do it again. But right now, so many people are so confused and misinformed that they're consuming a starchy carb every single day, every single meal, every couple hours. My consumption of a starchy carb is maybe once a week, one meal, you know? So, I mean, a fun fact is like, you actually don't need carbs to survive whatsoever. You guys, you don't need carbs to survive. You need protein and fats to survive a hundred percent. You could never have a carb ever again, starchy carb, starchy carb, by the way, and live. You could live. <laughs> so do not think that you have to have carbs. I know right now you're like, well, I have to, because like, if I don't, I get dizzy and I am tired and I'm fatigued and I pass out or whatever. That is because you are a sugar burner right now, but you can train your body to be a fat burner and never have to need carbs ever again. So, uh, what do we want to do? We want to have, we want to eat every couple hours. We want to have like the high pro high lean protein, good sufficient amount of protein. We want to have the healthy fats and the fibrous carbs. So again, I, I, right now me, this is just me. Every, every individual is different, but I have a meal, a snack, a meal, a snack, a meal. So my meals are higher snacks are lower. So what you want to do is kind of go up and down with your calories. And so you're kind of like, you're not having an across the board amount of calories. Cause what you'll do is like, when you have a lot, your body will start to burn off a lot and then it'll come down. And then like when you have a snack, which is a little bit lower then your body's like, okay, we'll burn that off really quick. We don't want our bodies to constantly be like going up and down. So so yeah, you'll, and you'll get an example of how, what this looks like. So you'll get an example of the macros that I would follow, like the average amount um, of a, for a woman, which everyone's going to be different. And what I say when I take on clients is like, let's start here. Let's start with the average. Let's start with the average because we can always tweak it. If it doesn't work for you, let's add more. If it's too much, let's take away some, you know? And so if you're hungry, eat more, just make sure you eat like a good, like good choice. If you're like, I cannot get this down. I'm so full. Guess what? Don't force anything. Okay. So we start with the average and then we kind of like tweak and go from there until we find that harmonious balance with your body, with what you can handle. And then that's how we regulate our blood sugars. We keep our hormones balanced. We burn fat all day long. We have steady, smooth energy. We don't need those two to 3 PM afternoon naps. We have good sleep. We wake up, we can work out and we don't have to think about it as much. So I'm, my main goal here is to not like let food or working out or what's good or what's bad or what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing. I don't want that to like rule your mind. You know, like we're so busy. We have other things that we could be thinking about. We have kids, we have families, we have jobs, we have friends, we have, we have things going on. And like, when like, when like health and like all the intricate details are like right here all the time, like in your face, it's very frustrating. It's very annoying. And I, I totally understand. Like for me right now, food is just like utilitarian. Like I just eat it just for fuel, for energy. That doesn't, the only time I think about food is like the minute before I'm going to have my meal, you know, I don't ever think about it until I'm about to eat. I'm like, yeah, I know it's eat. It's fine. I'm good. Like, but a lot of people don't have that. It's a constant thought in their mind. So I'm really here to just put that at ease for you guys and make it not so complicated. So hopefully those little simple like explanations and analogies and metaphors that I use 
helped you a little bit. And you can start to, even if you just start to eliminate some things that you're doing and then slowly build from that, that's like the best thing you can do. We don't have to be a hundred percent cold Turkey, the healthiest person tomorrow. That doesn't really quite work. We want to like build on those sustainable habits little by little and start doing that from there. So, all right. I hope you got something out of those clips again. When women come to me, again, I've been doing this almost eight years. I have seen hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of questionnaires come through. I always ask my clients a questionnaire, but over time it got to the point where I was like, I know exactly what they're going to say. They're going to come to me and they're going to tell me everything they eat. And they're going to say, well, you know, I eat pretty healthy. And then they're going to say, I work out five to six days a week for an hour, two hours, whatever it is. And then they're going to say, but I never see results. So this is where the disconnect is. It is all nutrition. I'm sure you've heard the term phrase, you can't out-exercise a bad diet. And it's 100% true. So over the years, I condensed this coaching down so much because I saw a common thread and theme throughout every single woman. They're mainly doing two things wrong. And then a little bit of that third thing, um, the having the cake and eating it too, like that is a huge part of it as well. But I would say women are just not getting enough protein in order to help balance their hormones, lose weight and keep it off, increase metabolic rate, which is increasing your metabolism, cutting back on mindless snacking, eating to feel full, and then actually feeling satisfied for a couple of hours. That's the main thing when it comes to protein and then not eating enough. I know we all think let's eat less calories and we won't, you know, gain fat or we will lose lose weight. And that can be true, but long term that's not a sustainable way of living. So, and then that third thing, the having the cake and eating it too. That I think is the biggest mistake that a lot of people are making because of the increase in all of these foods that are screaming at you in the grocery store like I'm healthy, I'm healthy, look at me, I'm healthy. Listen, if a food has to try to convince you that it's healthy, it's probably not healthy. All of these things that you see in the aisles or mainly in the aisles of the the freezer section is like it's free of everything. There's no fat, there's no sugar, it's low calorie, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, what the heck is actually in it then? And a phrase that I like to use, and if you haven't heard me say it on here, and I don't, I don't know if I've said it in my podcast before, but I like to use the phrase, if you're great, great, grandmother would not recognize it as food, it's probably not food. The definition of food. So when women (laughs) come to me, they bring me these like, what can I have this? And it's like this processed thing that was probably manufactured just like a couple years ago and it claims to be healthy and it's, you know, whatever. It's, It's fine every once in a while, but a lot of people base their entire day, every meal and snack off of this. And I'm not saying that I don't do it, but I stick to a clean, whole food, nourishing nutrition plan most of the time. And then yes, I will add that in there every once in a while. But I think a lot of people get it backwards. They think that they can just base their entire day off of these things that are like gluten-free, like gluten-free products or fat-free products or low-calorie products. And they're like, well, you know, I really want to have a pizza. And so I just made my own pizza. It's a healthier version of a pizza. And while it's not terrible, it's not going to progress your body forward as much as whole clean food would. So the 
take away from this episode, we have to increase protein in every meal and snack. Every meal and snack should have protein without a doubt. You should not go into a snack just eating fruit. You should have a pretty large size breakfast, the first meal you have comprising of high protein. That's going to get your body started for the day. We cannot just ingest one egg and toast. Like that's just not going to do anything for you. Uh, We definitely want every meal and snack to do something for your body and to help your body. So, and then the second thing, increasing the food. I know it sounds counterproductive. If I eat more, then I'm going to, you know, intake more calories and I'm not going to be able to lose any weight when really your body wants to trust you and wants to burn off food, but it has to have enough. It can't be storing it. It can't not trust that you're going to give it enough and then just store it and not give any away. So it's a give and take situation here. So that's really it. That's really all I wanted to say about this episode. Again, I just wanted to kind of throw this in there because it is kind of the bread and butter of what I have done for so long. And it's very, very important information. I think a lot of women are missing the boat on this. And again, it's very simple. It's very simple knowledge that you just need to obtain. And it's just kind of this light bulb goes off. It's like if I wanted to learn something new and I went to someone and they just explained it to me so simply and easily. And I was like, oh my gosh, why has no one ever explained it to me like this? That's how I feel about women when they come to my course or my coaching. They're just like, I've never heard it explained like this. And this makes so much sense. And I now feel confident and in control of the choices that I'm going to make every single day that will progress my body forward and actually get me the results that I want. So if you have any questions, you can reach out to me. You can email me. I'll put my email in the show notes. You can look at the information of my course. Again, I think that's it's self-paced. You can go at your own pace. You'll also get put into a Facebook group where if you have any questions about anything, I will be in there responding to those questions. So the course isn't exactly one-on-one in depth and intimate with me, but you can still have a little bit of access to me if you have any questions about the course. And there's also sample meal plan to follow with kind of everything that I just referenced and a plan to follow so you can start to actually see results. So go to my website, check out more information about me, habitsyoulove.com. Again, really the only thing I'm offering at the time is the course or I take very limited one-on-one coaching clients. I only take five at a time. So some people want one month, some people want three. So whenever one drops off and they got the amazing results that they wanted and they don't need a coach anymore, which is my ultimate goal, then I'll open up a spot. So that's how that works. So um, I don't think I have, I might have one spot open for one-on-one coaching right now, but otherwise my course is always available for purchase. So go check that out. And I will see you guys next week for a very intriguing conversation with a therapist that I am so excited to talk about this topic with her. It's actually a new topic that I learned that she actually introduced me to through a DM. She was like, have you ever heard of this? I think your family might be this. So anyway, you'll hear more about that on the next episode. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I'm just so excited. So hopefully this episode was a little break from all the heavy stuff, a little bit lighter. Hopefully you got some good takeaways and go to the show notes for all additional information. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.